Welcome back to the Teacher's Lounge podcast. Our very first guest of 2023 is Valerie Timms, a kindergarten teacher at Pocatello's Jefferson Elementary School. So Valerie, thank you for coming on the show. Hi. So let's get started. Will you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, how long you've been teaching, what made you want to become a kindergarten teacher, that kind of thing? Yeah. Um, I've been teaching here at Jefferson in kindergarten for nine years. Um, Previous to this, I taught at ISU's Early Childhood Partnership School. That program's not there anymore, but I did teach there for five years in preschool. Um, As I got my certification, I am only certified through third grade, so my degree's in early childhood education. Um, So I just kind of focused more on the younger children that way and planned my path and being here in the youngers. Mm -hmm. And Um, what made you want to focus on that younger age group? um, When I started working with preschoolers, I guess when I was beginning my degree, it was a partnership school. And so that's like a lab school there. And I started in preschool and I just really enjoyed that. There's a lot of joy still in those little kids and everything's so exciting for them. And I felt joy doing that. So um, I just kind of stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's- so one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show today is because the Pocatello Chubbuck School District is one of many across the state that have moved from half day to full day kindergarten this year. And I'm curious to know what the switch has been like from a teacher's perspective So will you start by walking us through what a typical half kindergarten day looked for you last year? Like, you know, what did just an average day entail? Yeah, so when we say half day, I think it's important for listeners to know, for us, that meant two hours and 45 minutes. And that's really fast. And in the world of kindergarten, it can get derailed really quickly. And so um, our pacing had to be really fast. Our timing had to be on point. And at that two hours and 45 minutes, we had to be packed up also and like ready to go because there was a midday bus that would take some kids home. Um, Plus we started a new math curriculum last year and we had to work that into our time as well. And the math program took a little bit longer than what we were doing previous and so It was pretty fast-paced. Half day was pretty fast-paced. We have specials that we have to plan in in a week. So we have like a 30-minute library, music or PE, 30 minutes computers, a counselor, different things like that. But if it wasn't a day that we had specials, a typical day, it goes pretty quick. We would, um, in my class, we would come in, we would start our morning routines for about 10 minutes and then we go right into, I called it morning math, we do our math program. So after our math program, we would have our brain break and then we would do my ELA core teaching, which would take about 35 minutes. And then we would have snack. We did not have any time for recess in that. We did in the beginning of the year, but we phased that out. and then we would have one hour to do our group rotations and then pack up and go home. So and how so did it was really fast? 
How did you determine which kids went in the morning versus the afternoon? Did it just depend on parents' schedule? So here at Jefferson, initially, when we began the year, we assessed all of our kindergartners, and we have three kindergarten classes. And based on that assessment, if they were a kiddo who had um, more to learn, they didn't know their letter names yet or letter sounds or how to write their name, different things like that. Um, then they were placed in either my class or one other teacher's class. And we were also considered the intervention teachers. And so then the third teacher, she got more of the kiddos who already knew many of their letter names and things like that. And so they did not, we knew for sure that they would not need to stay for another session. And so, and she was the PM session teacher. So if they were already knowing some, their, their letter names and whatnot, they would go to her class. If they didn't know as many, they would come to my class or the other teacher's class. And then based on our IRI, our Idaho Reading Indicator, so a follow-up assessment, we identified the kiddos in our classes who needed intervention and they would stay for a PM session as well. Gotcha. So a child sometimes attended full day if it was needed. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. So now what's different this year that you've switched to full day? What is a typical day like now? It is, it's so much nicer. <laughs> it's like giving them the gift of time. Like when I was saying before, it was very fast paced. Um, so something little could throw our day off and we wouldn't get our work. We, we wouldn't have the time to finish our groups or anything like that. And now where we have them full day, I'm not as rushed. So I'm not putting that on them. We have time. If we don't finish something, it's okay. We can do it later or we can do it tomorrow. Um, all of my kindergartners have more experiences, more opportunities for all of them. We have more time for our math curriculum, for reading opportunities, fine motor, some play time with their choice group, recess, and we've also included science now. So we have time for so much more, but also we're not just cramming more. We're taking time to do the things mm -hmm. in a calmer, less stressful environment. So it sounds like overall, in your experience, it's been a huge positive to make that switch. I would say so. I mean, there's definitely pros and cons um, to both programs. And there's a few drawbacks, even with full day. But overall, I think it's better for, for all of our kiddos. Mm -hmm. So what would be some of the drawbacks of full day? Um. There are some kiddos who have some behaviors that make it a little bit harder. And in the, in the half day program, if they had those, some certain behaviors, they would go home for sure. They mm -hmm. wouldn't stay. Um, there's also with the half day, when we had a lot of our kiddos go home, when the few would stay for intervention in our school anyway, it would be about 10 kiddos each that would stay in the afternoon for myself and the other teacher. And so it was a much smaller um, and 
group of kids, we were, were able to build a better relationship with those kiddos and just really have that targeted time to help them build their confidence in those skills versus now where I have all of my kids all afternoon, I don't have as many opportunities to work with them one-on-one -on -one like I did before. Mm -hmm. But still overall, they're still getting a lot more experiences. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the differences. Yeah. And I imagine from a teacher perspective, like last year you had your morning lesson plan that you could repeat for your afternoon kids, right? Um, for some teachers, yes, that's the case. Mm -hmm. But um, so if the way intervention was done in our district was a little bit different based on your building. Mm -hmm. So at some buildings, you would just be the core teacher and have a morning session and an afternoon session and all of your kids would leave your class and you would get new kids in the afternoon. Um, and then there would be a whole separate teacher that would be the intervention. So kids that were in that teacher's class, instead of going home, they would go to a different teacher for intervention mm -hmm. and they did all the intervention lesson plans. Mm -hmm. In my case, I did both. So I taught core in the morning and intervention in the afternoon. So I had two sets of lesson plans. Mm -hmm. Okay. So from a teaching perspective, is it like more work to go to full day, less work or about the same in terms of lesson planning? Um, it's about the same. It's probably just different. Mm -hmm. um, I spend about three to four hours every Sunday working on my lesson plans and we have more things that we can pull from now for full day. We've gathered a lot of resources over the last few years and we we have our science program now. And um, a lot of things that we're doing in intervention, we're building up fine motor skills and more guided reading opportunities. We're still able to do all of those things. Now we can just do them with all of our kids instead of just some. Mm -hmm. For the teachers in our district who were only the core teacher, Mm -hmm. I do know that for them where they had the morning and the afternoon session be the same, they have now had to figure out how to fill those gaps. But um, our district has been collecting those resources for us and giving us um, ideas and, and things we can use to fill that time. So we've um, been able to work on teach some nutrition lessons this year. Um, our science, the mystery science program has been really fun. We have some oral language programs that we can fill in with that time and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So other than with half day, you said sometimes it was nice that students that were having behavior problems, those problems didn't exacerbate throughout the day. Are there any other things that you miss or appreciated about half day kindergarten? Um, did I... I don't think so. Mm -hmm. That was really it. Okay. Yeah, mainly just that issue with some of our kiddos who have behaviors. Mm -hmm. So what feedback have you gotten from parents about the full day switch? You know, I don't know if our district has put out a survey per se on their feelings. I haven't had any parents throughout the year say anything about it. At the beginning of the year when we were doing registration, um, they, you know, 
they were all asking, so is it full day or what's the plan? And we were like, yeah, we're going to full day. And they all seem to be pretty excited about that. I think it's easier for families to work around their work schedules that way or they're attending ISU, different things like that. So they don't have to um, schedule as much daycare and things like that if their kiddo is just here consistently. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I was also curious about what parents can do to make sure their students are prepared as possible to start kindergarten. So when they arrive on the first day, what should they know already, in your opinion? Or what, what would you like to see them familiar with? Um, you know, there's always the things that families can do with reading with your kiddos. Those are always going to be great things. Read with them. If you can get them to any kind of preschool or social activities, a library story time, those things are always going to be helpful. Um, but... If you could have them work on fine motor, their fine motor skills, get some crayons in their hands and cutting or Legos, working with beads, those kinds of things. We're seeing a lot of kids that they, they don't have, they can't hold their pencil anymore or yet I should say, they don't have like the stamina to work through a coloring job because their their hands are getting so tired and we have a lot of activities that kind of help build that up but that's definitely something that we see a lot of is um, lacking in fine motor skills that can be very helpful if we're working on that this one it, it might be a surprise but we really need families to work on having their children use the bathroom independently um, for some kiddos, maybe they've never used a public bathroom before, um, but you know they're young, and so there's a lot that goes into teaching how to do that. And with that, and um, just that whole potty training, we've had kind of over the years an increase in not being able to use the bathroom fully, and um, so that could be helpful. It would be nice if kiddos recognize their name at least and their full legal name a lot sometimes there's kiddos who don't know what their name is they're called a nickname their whole life and it's my job to teach them their real name and to write their real name and so that would be helpful beginning those counting skills um anything that helps with recognizing letters letter names or sounds I'm not the person who's going to say I think that kids should know their letter names and sounds when they come to kindergarten. That is my job to teach them. Any exposure to that is fantastic, but mainly recognizing their name, if they can begin writing their name, anything like that is very helpful. Okay. So then once the learner is in kindergarten, what can or should parents do to support them? Um, make sure that they're helping their kiddo to understand that um, they need to, it's my, that I'm here to teach them and that they need to be listening and following directions. So building up some of those skills, those social skills with maybe doing something that you don't want to do all the time. And we try and make it fun and engaging as much as we can, but just making sure that they're supporting 
the teacher in helping their kiddo to listen and follow directions. And then as we throughout go throughout the year, I always send home a newsletter every month telling you exactly what letters we're going to be learning, what sight words we're going to be learning. And so any kind of practice, I send home um, flashcards and different things like that to help. So just kind of supporting that beginning reading at home as we progress through the year. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, do you have kindergartners do homework at all? Um, so the other teacher and I have decided that we do send, we do have homework. It is mainly so parents will know what we're learning at school. It's not daily, but we do send home one sheet every week. So we've created a binder, pretty much a resource binder is more what we like to call it rather than just homework. But we've created a binder where we include all of their letter names, all of their sight words, everything that we're gonna be learning, our big kindergarten goals. So this packet of resources, um, as well as one homework sheet that has a quick math job and a quick reading job in it. And they're always review. And so we, we feel like that's a good way for families to see what we're doing in class and if their kiddo's struggling with something, then that's a quick cue for them that their kiddo is struggling with it at school as well. Um, all of it is something that your child should be able to do independently. And so we do try to make it really quick. We send that binder home on Monday and then it comes back on Friday. If it doesn't come back on Friday, then they bring it back next Monday. I'm not, it's not graded, but I do check it. Um, it's more of a rewarded thing. They get a sticker on it. I give them a little leader ticket. If I have kiddos who don't get to do it and they really want to, I give them opportunities to do it here at school um, just so they can still earn that recognition as well. But we've had really good success rate with it. It's not like something that we're crazy sticklers about. Mm-hmm. It's just a resource. Okay. And what do you think about reading to kids at home before kindergarten? Do you think that's important? Absolutely. Yeah, the more you can get their hands on books um, and just kind of create that joy with them, the better. Mm -hmm. And that would provide exposure to reading, but what can parents do for like exposure to numbers or math or science? They can... You know, there's a lot of those opportunities for incidental learning. So for counting anything, really, you like you can say, let's pick up your room, let's pick up five things, or let's count how many of something along the way to the store, or help me pull out four oranges for our snack today. Um, as far as letters go, that's also, you know, you can, you kind of have to get that print out there, but it starts with that environmental print. So when you're out in the driving around and you can start to recognize the McDonald's sign or Walmart sign and you're like, yeah, we're going to Walmart and this word says Walmart, it names this place. And so just kind of pointing out those print in mm-hmm. our environment that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. So once parent or the students are in kindergarten, like by the end of the year, what are some of the big milestones that they should have learned? 
Sometimes I feel like this part's a little shocking for brand new families. If it's your first kiddo coming to kindergarten, um, there's quite a bit that we learn in kindergarten. Everyone knows we learn our letter names and sounds. So 52 letter names, 26 sounds, but we also learn 40 plus sight words. We're learning to read and write them. We're learning to read CBC words. As far as reading books go, we're trying to get to the a level C or D book at the end of kindergarten. Um, we're learning how to produce rhyme and count syllables. As far as math goes, we're learning how to add and subtract with stories within 10 and also fluently add and subtract within five. So knowing those math facts. We're learning to count to 100 by ones and tens. We're learning to write our numbers to 20, as well as um, 2D shapes and 3D shapes. We're also learning to write a sentence and using capital I spaces and in punctuation. So some of those are some of the big themes. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. So usually with our podcasts, whenever I have a teacher, I have a lightning round at the end. Before we move on to that, is there anything that you want to add about preparing students for kindergarten or the switch to full day kindergarten? Um, just that, you know, it is a long day for our kiddos and we understand that we have to build up their stamina, but just kind of try to prepare them for that um, as well on your end that it is going to it's gonna make them tired. It's gonna take time for us to be able to work through our whole day. Um, and that just some of those things to kind of get them ready for being with someone else for that long and listening to someone else for that long if they haven't had preschool and whatnot to kind of prepare them that way. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. So for the lightning round, I have three questions that I ask all my teacher guests. And I ask you to just respond in a minute or two to each question. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So question one, what's your favorite part about being a teacher? Um, I love at the beginning of the year telling my kindergartners that we're going to learn how to read and that everything we do is learning how to read. And then when they start to see that visual progress, when we mark it on progress charts and we're learning sight words and we're learning right now, we just learned 15 sight words and now we can read this level B book and I can help them to see that and understand that they are so proud of themselves when they have that record, when they recognize that. And so that's really fun for me. Okay. Question two, what has being a teacher taught you and what has been its greatest lesson for you? For me, I would say my biggest lesson would be exactly what I teach my kindergartners. Every year I teach them, we, we say it all year long, you can do hard things, but you have to try. And we learn a lot about perseverance and teaching kindergarten. That has definitely been my biggest lesson for myself is that I can do hard things, but I have to keep going. And every year I've learned more and more and it's not easy. It's really hard, but I've learned a lot about myself in doing this job. Mm -hmm. Okay. And last one, what advice would you give a brand new first year teacher? 
probably something similar to that same kind of thing, just some perseverance. It takes three to five years to feel good about the job you're doing in teaching and rely on your team. My first principal told me, do what they do. Just do what they do. Just take it and do what your team does and survive that first year, collect resources, take what they have, whatever they're gonna give you, use it, learn from their bag of tricks. And then when you've seen to the end of the year, you'll know what it's supposed to look like. And then when, you go, when you're going into your second year, you can say, this is what I did. And you can start to have your own questions and put your own spin on it and figure out what works for you, what you didn't like or what you can do now, knowing what those end goals are. But I think you really have to see it to the end first. And then you'll, you'll understand it so much more the next time you do it. Absolutely. Great advice. Well, thank you, Valerie. I really appreciate your time and the insight that you provided on kindergarten, kindergarten full day and early learners. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for listening to the Teacher's Lounge podcast. And don't forget to go to IdahoEducationNews.org for all the latest.